Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, October 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Ukrainian forces are continuing their counteroffensive in the southern part of the country. China is continuing to try to peel off Taiwan's remaining allies. And today we'll get an important update on the health of the U.S. economy. I'm Sonia Hudson in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The Federal Reserve's interest rate increases may be sinking in. Today, the U.S. government releases its latest jobs numbers, and they're expected to show the world's largest economy is cooling a bit. Forecasts show there were just 260,000 jobs added last month. Here's the FT's Colby Smith. That's a step down from what we saw in August and well below July's increase. But Historically, that's still a robust pace. So ultimately, I think what this number is really going to drive home is that the Fed's efforts to cool down the economy are starting to have an impact, but there's still quite a long way for the Fed to go in order to see sufficient cooling for inflation to be coming closer uh, back down to target. So Colby, how would you describe the state of the U.S. economy right now? So it's a it's really a mixed bag. I mean, on the one hand, on these on key aggregate measures, the economy looks very, very strong. The unemployment rate is still near historic lows, and inflation is running just too high. But for for all those signs of strength and resilience, you also are starting to see cracks form in the housing market. Um, you're also seeing some early signs of financial market stress as investors and traders digest, um, you know, these rapid interest rate increases from the Federal Reserve. This is exactly what the Fed wants to see. They want to see um, a downturn in a lot of these activity figures, and they're not going to stop raising interest rates until that happens. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. This week, Ukrainian troops gained more ground in their southern counteroffensive against Russia. And for the first time, Russia acknowledged it had retreated from the Kherson region. That's less than a week after Vladimir Putin claimed he'd annexed it. Here's the FT's John Paul Rathbone. So for Russia to lose Kherson, I wouldn't know if embarrassment is the right word, but it's certainly ironic that an area that's just been annexed because with over 90% of inhabitants supposedly voting to become part of Russia suddenly becomes liberated by Ukrainians. And also there's a lot of partisan activity inside Hassan. So it all, you know, it all sort of makes a joke of, it makes the annexation process even more absurd. JP, how has Vladimir Putin responded to Ukraine's push into these territories that he has just annexed and, in his view, are part of Russia? Well, the Russian response was, we are not firm and clear about where the borders of the annexed territories are. From the Russian point of view, annexing these territories provided two, those sort of two rationales. One was uh, supposedly then it becomes Russian territory and any attack on Russian territory can lead to Russian retaliation, use of nuclear tactical weapons. The other one is that uh, Russian can then start conscripting people in these territories, Ukrainians, to fight on their side obviously not willing recruits, but that's been the pattern in, in the Donbass, uh, in Luhansk and Donetsk. And quite often, um, these are 
even put more poorly equipped troops. They're sent to the front line as cannon fodder. Um, and, and in fact, uh, Ukrainian or Russian separatists from those areas were at the front line in the Kherson region, um, and they were creamed. How much concern is there that the further Ukraine pushes into these annexed regions, the more likely Putin is to use nuclear weapons? Uh, whether he will or not is, I mean, nobody knows. It's a risk. You have to take it seriously. But nobody thinks, seems to think it's likely for multiple reasons. One of them, the obvious one in this case, is why would he set off a nuclear bomb in an area that he's claimed wants to be Russian, and moreover, one where Russian troops are mobilized and they're poorly equipped and they don't have the equipment to deal with uh, nuclear fallout? I think it's really important to remember that there are two theaters of war here. There's one which is in Ukraine and there's the battlefield there. And then there's also the West. We are the focus now of Russian hybrid war, which includes energy threats. It includes threats to food supply. It includes spreading fear through the use of um, potential threat of nuclear weapons. Putin is a past master at intimidation. And so this all plays to his playbook to try and weaken Western support and resolve for the support that it's hitherto provided to Ukraine. John Paul Rathbone is the FT's defense and security correspondent. Paraguay's president last month called on Taiwan to invest a billion dollars in his country if it wants to remain allies. Paraguay is under pressure from Beijing to switch its diplomatic allegiance to China. It's part of Beijing's efforts to isolate Taiwan diplomatically. And over the last five years, China's made significant inroads into Latin America. It's persuaded Panama, El Salvador, and Nicaragua, among other countries, to switch their allegiance. Here's the FT's Greater China correspondent, Catherine Hilla. Taking these allies away is obviously a means of political and psychological pressure China can employ towards Taiwan. And for the rest of the world, clearly, especially for the US, I think it would matter because uh, China would gain influence in some key regions Western countries care about. So one is uh, Latin America and the other one where Taiwan still has a few diplomatic allies is the Pacific Islands, which is the theater where China and the US would face off in some potential future conflicts. So how has China been luring countries over to its side? Well, the, the default approach is that Chinese companies, some of them privately owned, most of them state companies, make proposals for big infrastructure development projects, export uh, manufacturing zones, ports. And then there are also often attempts at basically just buying the elite bribery and all the rest of it. And to be fair, this is not only happening from the Chinese side, but the same kind of tactics has been happening from the Taiwanese side over the years as well. Can Taiwan turn the tide here? Can it keep the few allies that it has left? Well, in fact, Taiwan has somewhat changed tack and the importance of these countries that diplomatically recognize Taiwan has actually decreased. And that is because due to China's deteriorating image Taiwan has quite significantly managed to expand relations with countries that do not diplomatically recognize it, but 
so-called inofficial relations um, have expanded quite a lot. And uh, arguably, that is much more important for Taiwan's economic interests and also for Taiwan's national security overall. Catherine Hilla is the FT's Greater China Correspondent. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you. Before we go, shares in Porsche have risen since the luxury sports car brand listed on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange last week. And as of yesterday, Porsche became the most valuable car maker in Europe by market cap. It's even more valuable than its parent company, Volkswagen. But don't take out your violins. This is exactly what VW wanted. It's a vindication of Porsche's value as a luxury brand. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon, Mark Filipino, and me, Sonia Hudson. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from David DeSilva, Michael Lello, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Brumley is the FT's global head of audio, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.